There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day. Welcome. This is Osher Ginsberg, Better Than Yesterday. I'm the Osher Ginsberg part. Better Than Yesterday is the show. Here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. That's it. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'm here with you. Mondays and Wednesdays with a guest. Fridays, it's just me. You and me, and I'm in Queensland, beautiful, beautiful Queensland. It's so nice, back in my home state. Oh, I love it. We are moments away from a, a weekend of uh, festivities, whatever they mean to you, but uh, it's great to be up here. Now, over the last few years, certainly in the first few days of the new year, I have brought you an annual episode all around ideas, an episode about possibility, ideas, Ideas that I've been thinking about, they're just simply a different way of looking at things or a different, maybe a different way of doing things. Because I'm, I'm fascinated by possibility. I'm fascinated by creativity, by novel combinations of pre-existing ideas and seeing ways that those pre-existing ideas can perhaps combine to lead to outcomes we otherwise haven't yet experienced. Because I'm, I, I'm, while the status quo in many ways is lovely in some things, it's, it's, there's always room to improve. And I guess that's why the name of the show is Better Than Yesterday. Growth mindset doesn't exist just for people. I think it should involve systems as well. So this started out in 2020. I wrote down and then did a podcast episode about 20 ideas for 2020. It was a quick list. It has grown. <laughs> it has grown since then. Uh, and until now, which is here we are, we're at 23 ideas for 2023. It's not 2023 yet. Why are we starting now? Because I think about this a lot and there's a lot to get through, so much to get through that I'm going to split it up over the next few weeks because it's a Friday and I don't want to take up too much of your time because if I were to do all 23 ideas, we'd be here for two hours. <laughs> so I bring you, in the interest of uh, curiosity, in the interest of fun, in the interest of possibility, part one of 23 ideas for 2023. Number one, wouldn't it be fascinating if we had a serious sovereign wealth fund? Now, we do have one. It's called the Future Fund. Now, that is nice. It's nice to have the Future Fund, but it's, it's nice like someone from business class walking down to your economy seat by the toilet and offering you one of the warm towels they wake people up with as you're coming into land on a long-haul flight. But by the time they've walked it back to you, it's cold. And when the flight attendant gives it to you, who is very cranky if you are not enormously grateful that he's done you this huge favour? That's the kind of nice that our future fund is. No, I'm talking about an actual sovereign wealth fund, the kind... The kind of sovereign wealth that guarantees the Swedes incredible healthcare, education, and infrastructure. The kind that lifted countries and the Emirates out of poverty and into the 21st century in a short matter of decades. Anyone that has had a look at the amount of tax that foreign owned fossil fuel companies actually pay Australia in relation to how many billions of dollars 
a month they make from extracting resources that you and I as Australians own, here's a hint about that amount of money. It's mostly zero. Anyone who sees that would think, well, that's not exactly right. And that's because it's not fucking right. (laughs) Healthcare, education, infrastructure, housing, who knows, maybe even reparations to uh, that First Nations people, a few billion dollars a month could go a heck of a long way. That's idea number one. Idea number two, wouldn't it be interesting if we had in the landing page on platforms that stream kids' TV shows a small symbol with a number next to it that indicates how many seconds in that theme song lasts I can tell you off the top of my head, Bluey, 21 seconds. Octonauts, 58 seconds. I could do this all day. Uh, Blaze and the Monster Machines, 46 seconds. Try me. Try me. I can do this because not all of them have the skip intro, right? And look, and it is super cute and there's lots of fun to watch Wolf get up and dance and reenact to the intro of every show. Some days I really just don't want to hear that Paw Patrol song again. Yeah, on days like that, I just want to start the show. Number three, wouldn't it be fascinating if we reclassify social media companies in the same category as broadcasters and publishers and therefore enforce the same license and code conditions on those broadcasters and publishers? Gutenberg's printing press changed the world by allowing information to spread far and wide. That information was sometimes based on facts, And sometimes it was anti-Semitic rumour or pure sensationalism, which had direct results as broad as violence, riots, death, and in the case of William Hurst, war. But no matter what, an issue of a newspaper got sold. Now, eventually, as a society, we chose to support newspapers that adhered to a code of journalistic ethics That meant whatever you publish, it's got to be true. And if you're publishing speculation, it's got to be clearly labelled as such. And those ethics, those incredible ethics in in the US, they brought down a president without ever revealing the name of a source at the time. Since that source has been uncovered, but at the time, it wouldn't get revealed. If you are creating words, pictures, audio or images that are transmitted or distributed, you're a publisher. And there are codes of conduct that we as a society fought long and hard for because of the dangerous and destructive nature of when those tools are not used for the good of the community. In recent weeks in the US and tragically here in Australia, we have seen the results of twisted ideology engulfing people's entire worldview, not allowing them to see the shared objective reality of the community. Accountability matters. If everyone can publish, then everyone is held to the same standard that we have agreed that our publishers adhere to. (sighs) Number four, I wonder what would happen if we created something like um, a super fund, but this was for any person who achieves, uh, I guess, a certain level of fame or public profile before the age of 25. So if they make it then to 25 without falling into a pit of substance abuse or some other well-told casualty of fame, the fund is unlocked and the individual can spend the rest of it however they wish. Of course, they you know make some money along the way, but 
part of that money is kept aside. Now, from actors to athletes, this lump of money is used to not only pay for, if they need it, psychologist or residential rehab, but is also there along the way to pay for what's essentially an independent high-performance sports psychologist or elite personal coach, someone whose only job is to keep the kids' head screwed on straight, as successful as possible, and with their feet on the ground. Someone who's not financially motivated, aligned with the kid to work at all costs, kind of like a manager or a parent that isn't, you know, caught up in all the cash. Just someone who's there to equip the kid with the skills to not only handle the success, but also to handle it when that success goes away. The reason behind that, keeping this kid as grounded and focused as possible, while at the same time as successful as possible, would actually lead to the ultimate earnings, hopefully, of that kid to be as high as possible once they're 25. That coach would ultimately then need to, I guess, sign off on the funds being released to go, yep, they're fine. Or to do a partial sign off so that there's still enough in there to pay for a rehab or something. Uh, if they do fall off the deep end later on in life. We ask a lot from young people in the public eye, particularly uh, singers or actors or athletes, any of those people through, you know, a change in public taste uh, as far as what music's hot at the time or an injury, for example, in an athlete. Yet the skills to manage when it all goes away are as important as the skills that get and keep those young people in the public eye in the first place. Number five, and this is the last one for now. <laughs> I wonder how things would be different if we made a game out of question time for politicians and made it like a points-based system. If the politician at question time actually answers the question directly, they get 10 points. If they avoid the question, minus 10 points. If they blame the previous government, minus 20 points. If they take responsibility for a fuck-up, plus 100 points. If they display elements of working with the opposition to find a solution, plus 100 points. If they say Mr. Speaker more than once, minus 200 points. <laughs> and we then, this is the fun part, within mandate that every time their name is used publicly, uh, you know, if they're on telly or whatever, and it'll say, you know, Representative Jenny McNorthshaw, and it'll have, you know, what party they're from and their seat, but also their points, their current running total is displayed. Every time we see their face and every time they are mentioned on, on the radio or print in print. And at election time, when we see their faces on the posters, that score is as big as their name, not hidden off in the corner. Accountability. I like it. <laughs> Let's have some in our politics. Hooey, that was five. See, if I, if I did all 23, we'd be here for a long time. I'll be back with the next five next week. It is Christmas weekend, so if you celebrate the birth of a small Jewish boy whose father was a carpenter, enjoy. Uh, if, like me, you are just happy to be with each other, give gifts to show how much you're happy that the people around you are around you, then do that. That's what I do, and I love it. 
I look forward to it more than anything. It's the best. I've been in the pool a lot. <laughs> it's been great. That is the way to get out of any conversation you want to be a part of. Go and do a couple of El Salva moves, come back, reset. What was that you were saying about that time that that thing happened when we were kids? Yeah, works. Trust me. Massive thank you to the people that helped me make the show. Thank you very much to Andy Marr, on post production, Rachel Barrett, my executive producer. I'll see you Monday. Look after yourself. Keep breathing. <laughs>